Today, our podcast is about typhoid, and it begins with the story of the epidemic, which took place back in 1906. In 1906, 639 people had died in New York City from a quickly spread disease. What was happening? Where was this disease coming from? There was a family that was in New York City. He had two two kids, a boy and a girl. The girl was 15 and the boy was 12. The kids started getting sick with high fevers and headaches and stomach pains. The parents were getting very worried and they called doctors to see what was going on. Doctors came to their house, but were not sure what was coming, what was making them, causing them to be sick. The doc, the doctors did all they could do, but the youngest child died. They needed to find out what was causing this horrible illness. The family was in New York City for vacation and just wanted to have a fun summer, never thinking that one of their children would ever get sick and die. Panic began in the city, and everyone was scared they were going to get it. The health department needed to determine how the epidemic was spreading and who was spreading it. They focused on an area in Long Island, New York, and started to investigate this family's vacation home. Other areas were also investigated, and they found out one thing in common, the cook. They have found their patient zero. The woman said, I make the best peach melba in New York, and they keep asking for my food. It's not my fault. I feel just fine and just want to work. You need to come with us now. We need to get you tested, said the man. I'm not going with you, screamed the woman. I did nothing wrong. In 1906, people began getting sick in New York City. Investigations searched in that area of Long Island, and it was determined that Mary Mallon, a cook at a summer vacation home, was a spreader of the disease. The problem was that Mary did not have any symptoms. The disease was called typhoid, and the symptoms were stomach stomach pains, headaches, diarrhea, constipation, loss of appetite, fever, muscle leaks, and sweating. It was determined that it was spreading through contaminated food or unclean water by being in close contact with with a person that had been infected. I can't be spreading this disease if I'm not sick, Mary said. But Mary was spreading typhoid by making her famous peach melba. She was not washing her hands when she was preparing the food, especially the peaches. Since the fruit was fresh and not cooked, she was burning it by passing on the typhoid to the people that were eating her finished dessert. She did not understand that the fact that typhoid could be spread even though symptoms were not present. Unfortunately, the doctors and healthcare workers never really explained the part to her. Mary Mellon was sent to the North Border Island by Riverside Hospital on a small island close to the Bronx in New York City. We will now discuss the scientific and social effects of typhoid. Let's go back to the beginning. How did the epidemic start? There was this guy named George Sulphur, who was an engineer and also an expert with the 
with the sanitation department. He was called in to help trace the source of the typhoid outbreak, which took place on Long Island. There was a house that was the that, that was rented out to families during the summer. And by August, three people had died. He believed that it was that typhoid could could be spread by one person being the carrier. He focused on the cook, Mary Mallon, who came three weeks before the first person got ill. Well, three families had hired Mallon in their summer home between 1900 and 1907. It was determined that she had infected 22 people so far. In 1906, 639 people had died of typhoid, but never had an outbreak been traced to a single carrier. When Sofa found her, she was working on as a cook in Brownstone on Park Avenue. She was 37 years old at the time. When she asked, when he asked for a urine and face and feces sample, she charged him with a carving fork. So he had to bring in additional help. This is where Dr. Josephine Baker got involved. She was the woman who was studying hygiene and public health and ended up being the first one to got her doctorate in this area. What's interesting is that her dad died of typhoid, so she really, really wanted to help. She also tried to give Malin to give the sample, but she was chased away as well. Malin was finally escorted to a hospital by Baker and flight policemen and was tested at the hospital, which is where she tested positive as a carrier of typhoid. She was quarantined at a small house in the Bronx by Riverside Hospital. Mallon never had any symptoms and didn't believe that she could be spreading it. What is she, what is said that she probably never even understood the meaning of actually being a carrier in 1909, the New York American New, the New York American, a new, a paper in New York City began calling her Typhoid Mary, and a, and the name stuck. People began making a joke of her, of her all over the United States. Mallon felt as, as if she had been kidnapped and tried to sue the New York City Department of Health. The case made it all the way to the Supreme Court. It was basically deciding the state's responsibility in a public health crisis versus her right of being in prison. The court would not release her and said they had to protect the community against the spread of the disease. Later that same year, she was freed by the new health commissioner with agreement to stop cooking for others. Apparently, Mallon didn't listen because after another outbreak at a hospital where babies were born, another 25 people were sick. Guess who they found as the cook at the hospital? Yep, Mary Mallon. She had even tried to change her last name because at the hospital, she was known as Miss Brown. She was sent back to the North Border Island permanently. She died, of a, she died there of a stroke in 1938 at the age of 68. She had spent 26 years in quarantine and never had admitted to being a carrier of a spreader of typhoid. Only nine people attended her funeral. During the two outbreaks, 51 people caught typhoid from Mary Mallon and 11 people died. 
the actual number of cases is probably much more, is much higher. It was very hard to teach infected people to guard against the infecting other those back then. And we find this even difficult today. By the time Malin's death 32 years later, 100 healthy carriers of typhoid had, had been identified, but none were forced into isolation like May Malin. Being asymptomatic led to the theory of superspreads that has been talked about in disease outbreak, outbreaks ever since typhoid Mary. Her case was breakthrough and how symptomatic free car carriers were can spread sickness. There have been recent cases of typhoid still being reported in the United States and in other countries. The latest case in the United States was in 2018. The most common areas of the world have been in Africa and Asia because of the water contamination and because the countries are less developed in some areas. Scientists have been studying to find patient zeros of typhoid outbreaks for over a hundred years. Current diagnosis for typhoid is still going on by using a method of cultural and antibody detection from a test called the Loadera test. Salmonella typhi is still detected with a culture of the bone marrow or a combination of samples from blood, feces, or urine. There is still a need to discover antigens specific of typhoid diagnosis, but this still has not been discovered even today. In 1906, people were very scared they were going to get it because they were not sure how it was spreading until typhoid Mary was found to be patient zero. The people in New York were very concerned now that it has been determined how it spreads. People are not as worried about it today. We now know that typhoid is spread by people who have the disease or who are carriers of the disease. Although we do not see typhoid today as much as we did back in the early 1900s, it is still present in our society. It's pretty simple though to keep it from spreading. Follow these three steps. Number one. Wash your hands after using the restroom. Number two. Wash your hands before preparing any types of food. Number three. Always wash your fruits and vegetables before eating them. Follow these simple steps can save lives from typhoid instead of causing people to panic.